Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Rachel. And welcome to The Tim's Take, episode 53. Is this the first one in 2022? Yes. Gosh, I just like really couldn't believe I had to say those words. 2022. That's, I just stumbled over everything. I am working on a photo book for, we do like a year end photo book, which is one of my favorite things. But I was working on it. I was like, Matt, can you just take a look at it before I order? <laughs> and you said, Rachel, that says 2020 on it. I'm like, yeah. Oh, right. It's, it's not 2020. Yeah. <laughs> the years, they blur. They, they have blurred. That's very true. I recently saw someone who said, yeah, hey, long time no see. Haven't seen you in like two years. And I said, really? And then he proceeded to explain how we haven't seen each other in two years. And I would have said I saw him like three months. Really? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So anyway, well, here we are. This is a bit of a unusual episode. It's a unique episode. We're calling it just an updates episode because it's the beginning of the fourth season of the Tim's Take podcast. Oh, you just made the announcement. Well, it could be the season could be one episode and then done. <laughs> People don't know. But every six months, Rachel and I reassess the podcast, say, do we want to keep going or do we just let it go? To quote Elsa, Queen Elsa, sorry. And I think you were leaning towards just being free. At least for a time. But then the the voice of the people. The voice of the people spoke and I thought, you know, I do really enjoy doing this. I find it both really helpful for us, you and me, to talk about our parenting things and then it's a great way to stay connected with people who we don't necessarily talk to all the time because they don't live around here and even the people who live around here like you know life is just busy so it's a great way to stay connected and people hear our stories and all of our stories and it's really been actually quite meaningful so I think a part of me when we first started this I'll admit was like we could like we could kind of be like great parenting voices in the world of podcasts not that I thought we were gonna go global or anything like that but I'm like there's not a lot when I was pregnant I looked for a lot of stuff on parenting and pregnancy and there's a not a lot of stuff that I enjoyed oh okay because I was about to say there must be like so much stuff but not like that felt resonant for you and and so maybe this podcast is just for me, but obviously some people have also resonated with it. And so for those reasons, I said, Matt, I would like to keep going. Yeah. So you're, I know we always push for formal feedback for you to email us at timsteak at gmail.com. But this does show that your informal feedback means just as much because we haven't gotten a lot of official emails saying, please keep going. But we've had a number of people. I won't say many, but a number of people encourage us to continue. So Rachel signed another six-month contract. I, too, have signed that contract. Again, it gives us no money. But we're glad to do it. We are, each season, we kind of make a few tweaks to our format. We kind of revisit what's worked for us and what doesn't. So this season, the episodes are all going to be shorter. So we're going to cut some of the fluff. We're going to keep them to a cozy 15 to 20 minutes consistently throughout the season so uh, we're gonna keep having some resource talk along the way and then also some segments maybe some new segments if you have a favorite segment that we've done or a segment idea do send in an official tim steak email timsteak at gmail.com and let us know what it is it's all on the cutting room floor still 
Yeah. That's not quite the phrase. The cutting oh, room floor would I be really? like... Well, the cutting room floor, I think, is an image from like when you literally editing used to be literally cutting the film. So then it would be the stuff that you'd already recorded that is left on the floor after it's cut. But you're talking about... I think it's of, pretty close. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we'll... We're, st- we're still deciding what to cut. There's a bunch of options. Yeah, the cutting room floor is stuff that was cut already. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So this is going to be one of our new segments. <laughs> Rachel, Idioms with Rachel. <laughs> Rachel's phrase. I think I think I got this one. <laughs> okay, please weigh in. No, you haven't got it. Definitely, it's not the correct. I'm not tracking with you, but that's fine. We said we're going to keep this short so we don't have to argue on the podcast about this. Well, sometimes arguments are the best. The well, best that's kind why of I said about this. All right, let's move on. <laughs> we're, we wanted to update last time that we did our little five-minute Oops, we forgot to podcast episode. I shared that I was going on a retreat, which was going to be the first time. Well, the first time you and I had been apart for any length of time since early 2020, which makes sense based on the last two years. But definitely the first time either of us had done any kind of solo trip. And the most important part of that is leaving the other parent home alone, solo with Oliver. So we'll get to that in a minute, but I just wanted to share. I went to a monastery that's about an hour and a half north of where we live here. We live north of Sacramento, so this is an hour and a half north of where we are. And it was just, I had a really amazing experience. There was so much about the setting that was beautiful. Uh, The church itself, where we did the prayer services or got to kind of join in the monks and their chanting and their prayers featured... 12th century stone that had been brought over from a Spanish abbey. So it was it was just a beautiful church, beautiful kind of vineyard and orchard setting. So really just a nice space for a silent retreat. And I think on this podcast, actually, I've talked a lot about some of the things I was praying and reflecting on, including sort of a, and at times restlessness and frustration about how do you fit everything in. And I was just grateful for kind of a sense of clarity and a real sense of peace kind of coming back. So it's been It was an encouragement and really, really wonderful for me. There was, however, a parallel story happening here at home. Well, I just have to say, I knew before you went on your trip, you were like, you know, this, if it, if it goes well, like this might become, you know, an annual thing or something. Did I say that before I went? Uh Uh-huh. But you kind of were like not totally sure how it was going to go. So you kind of hedged your bets. And then... We talked a few times when you were there. We tried yeah. to give you as much silence as possible. What you did, which you did amazing at. But even when you came back, like the giddiness in which you talked about this experience, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, he's going back every year. <laughs> buckle up, Rach. Buckle up. <sighs> oh, going back to those monks." But you came back to me, which was the one thing I made you promise. <laughs> you did promise that, and I did come back happily, very happily. So, yes, it, it was a act of God, a a determination of my will that then broke <laughs> to not beg you to come back halfway through your trip. Not because Oliver and I were having a terrible time together during the day. We had much fun. We went to a trampoline park. Yeah. We went to parks we did walks we did all sorts of things and i spent a lot of time with him during the day so honestly that didn't feel that different and my biggest kind of concern before you left was like meal times because meal times can just be kind of chaotic oh like, yeah sure 
trying to put together things and then feed him and then he just gets antsy and it's just a lot especially like dinners when you're already kind of done and i was like oh man matt's not gonna be here Mm. but your your parents my in-laws were very helpful in helping out a little bit for that and then your mom also said like you know this is a great time to just like do the simple things and i was like yep so we're gonna have lots of peanut butter sandwiches, and you know, like not. Oh, I didn't to know about that advice. Do a whole big thing, and yeah, because uh, it's only for a few days. Like he doesn't need. You did with Oliver what I would do because I had no other choice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like he doesn't need the five star experience. So, so that was all good and grand, but kind of leading up to when Matt left, Oliver had started to not want to sleep. We kind of had thrown him off a little bit. We had gone to Florida, so there was a bit of a time change. The whole Disney World thing, all the naps were all over the place. He, he mm-hmm. was amazing there. Yeah. But I think coming back, it had kind of messed with him a bit. And then you throw in the holidays, and that's all wacky because a lot of the time we're not at our house and we're trying to do naps at weird times and put him down different places. And for the most part, like he's always been pretty good with that. And so we're like, yeah. we're just going to do it. Like this is, he can handle it. And he, for the most part, did great in the midst of the holidays. But coming back, I think he was just a little thrown. Who knows? Maybe it was a coincidence of timing. But by the time Matt was ready to leave, he was really starting to not do great with the sleeping. And it culminated in the first night that Matt was gone, in which Oliver woke up in the middle of the night. And I know, like, I know how spoiled we've been. We have been very spoiled. Like, yes. he has... Since he was an infant, since that time in which we, like, I would say sleep trained him, probably at, like, three months, he has not waken, woken up in the middle of the night, ever. Yeah. Since we've been in our home, that's when he had his own room. We moved him to his own room. We've not had to go into his room in, in the, the middle, middle of the night, ever. And Until. Until the first night in which Matt is not home. <laughs> Rachel texted me this the next morning, and... I literally thought she may just be pulling a prank here because this seems so out of character for him. But no, it was true. And it wasn't like a quiet wake up. It is like a 2 a.m. like screaming, mom. So I rush in there. We've learned in the past couple days that I do not sleep lightly, especially compared to Matt. And so when I wake up, I jolt out of bed. I just like pulling myself through like five layers of dreams. And I just like, whoa. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel lives real life inception every night when Oliver cries. It She's really like feels waking like up that. <laughs> like in multiple levels. And so I rush in there and he is just kind of frantic. And anyway, I ended up sleeping on the floor for like four hours in his room. Went back to my bed. He still wakes up like at 5 a.m. Whatever time it is now screaming. So I have to go back in there. And then this pattern like just continues for naps, for night times. Matthew comes back. I think maybe this will get better. It doesn't. No. And so basically to like survive the time that you were gone, I was like sleeping on his floor or having him sleep on me or like standing in the doorway until he fell asleep, which I know like in all of our sleep training, like we always tried to avoid like the method that we've chosen is to basically like a modified cry it out. I think we've talked about it here before. So like that kind of like presence 
is not usually what we do, but I'm not encouraging independent sleep. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, I just need to survive till he gets back, which is very fair. Which was very fair. Don't blame you for that. The only way I was sleeping at that point was to be in the room with him and I just needed to sleep. So that's what we did. But then kind of realized like, oh, he's gotten attached to that real quick. He did. It was kind of amazing. It's like, man, you do all this work to get them trained to be independent sleepers. And then within a matter of three days, it was like gone and not gone because we'll talk about that but like it seems like completely broken (laughs) (laughs) okay i just want to pause because rachel's statement right there it seemed completely broken is a pretty good encapsulation of your level of despair this past week oh yeah i mean i've cried big (laughs) big tears i have just like i need a minute in the garage by myself and which mom is not bothered there's just been it's I do not function well on little sleep. You don't. You don't function well, but you kind of like come to the party to uh, I function save be- me. I think it's fair to say I function significantly better than you do. I mean, last night you were not doing so hot. I had a moment. Uh-huh. The rest of the day, I was pretty great. Yeah, but you just had a three-day silent retreat. May we <laughs> not forget. But this was a couple of days in, in my defense. We yes. got a couple of nights where I got enough with him. Anyway, so we are officially back to re-sleep training him, basically. We kind of were like at a loss of what to do. And you know who saved us? The moms of Instagram. <laughs> I, I, uh, people, you know how much I hate to say this, but it is true. It is true. <laughs> they did. We watched this video by Taking Care of Babies, who oh. we've watched some stuff. She is like, I think, I'm pretty sure she was a labor and delivery nurse. So, you know, not just totally zero credentials. Yeah. Anyway. We're watching her video because I'm like looking for any resources yeah. at this point. And we're looking at her little story highlight, 18 to 24 months. And we're watching this family that she's kind of working with. And they're detailing what their issue is. And it is like watching us in another person's body. It yeah, is that was weird. exact same thing that Oliver's doing. And basically, she's like, around this time is when they realize that they can influence the world. And this is a really beautiful thing. And so, like, try not to lose that very easy to lose that folks when you're tired and so they realize that they can cry in certain ways and you'll come rushing in and they like having you there and i mean that is exactly what oliver is going through like even just in our normal play like he's learning cause and effect and it was like oh like this is what's happening yeah he can influence his world and so she says in her little video like try giving them more choices you know who do you want to how put you down what pajamas do you want what book do you want and we're like well okay let's try it so last night we tried it and guys like i was literally speechless (laughs) (laughs) my jaw was on the ground because after like two minutes of crying he went to sleep yeah and now granted he hasn't napped either yesterday or today so he should he should have been pretty exhausted which was despairing today especially but then (laughs) tonight We put him down and did the same thing, and he went to bed without any cry. He has not done that in at least two weeks. Yeah. And that was just amazing. So, you know, the moms of Instagram. I I am not quite here for taking care of babies, like, because this is how they become world changers. Your baby is learning their voice is so important so that they can change the world. I kept saying all like it's fine if you don't change the world. Like that's not that's not the bar. But 
but the the resonance of everything else was very good and her like she just said like you keep your boundaries and then you give them choice within your boundaries and that was very very helpful advice for us it was and we just kind of needed that direction he slept better through the night last night hopefully he does that a little bit more again tonight we'll see how we go and then we'll keep working on naps our kind of original sleep book says that sleep begets sleep and the more sleep they get the more they want to sleep and are easier to sleep so hopefully we can get the bedtime right nap times will follow yeah but it's man it takes it out of you to hear him scream for like 50 minutes takes it out of you it really takes it out of me yeah was, i, I actually think I'm like, I'm like okay like we're i'm like we have a plan now we just execute it but i'm i can feel the energy draining from you it's just like no respite like i just can't i'm too distracted to like when's the time we're gonna go off you know like i can't really relax and i just really need those times to rejuvenate so it's been a rough it's been a really hard week probably one of the hardest weeks in parenting that we've had in quite a long time wow yeah especially for me when you were gone (laughs) yes well thank you you put in a gargantuan effort and contacted me not very much to allow me to have kind of a full rich retreat experience and that was really meaningful and special to me so let me say on the podcast i am incredibly grateful and then i came home and i grew even more grateful (laughs) (laughs) because you got to experience it yourself (laughs) yeah this this is kind of like a throwback episode this takes us back to like season one just like remember when we did highs and lows oh man not every episode in the season is going to be like this but we figured we had a lot to update folks on yeah. And I think going forward, it's just helpful reminder. It's very easy for me to say, like, we're in a battle against Oliver's sleep. Mm. And you're like, no, I don't want to use war metaphor. Like, we are a team. We're doing this together. We're going to set boundaries for him. But, like, we're not using war uh, analogies. And, it, man, I want to because it, it feels like that sometimes. But I think you're right. So I'm going to well, try to lean into that. Yeah, my point is, like, you can make – like the sleep or the regression the enemy but it's so easy for that regression to just become oliver and so then oliver is the enemy and he's not doing any of this out of malicious intent he's just learning and growing and working things out and trying to manipulate us sometimes so so pray for (laughs) us let's uh hope the next couple weeks go better than the last couple oh yeah here's hoping well folks Thanks, as always, for listening. Let me just say again, we really are curious if you have any favorite segments or new segment ideas. We're looking for some. So send them over, timstink at gmail.com. All right, well, till next time. I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And that is your Tim Stink.